1: Hello. Hello. What's up?
0: Yesterday morning,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was in our kitchen, mm-hmm. and um, and Sarah was futzing around, and she said, "Oh my god." That that toy mouse looks so much like a mouse. I thought it was real for a second. Oh, no.
1: It was I thought, oh,
0: I, don't remember, I don't remember being a toy Ooh. mouse. So I went over and it, and it was a tiny mouse that had somehow died between oh. our pantry and the, where we keep the crockery in the kitchen. So Sarah's freaking out about a dead mouse. Jean wants to give it a funeral. Um But I know there's hygiene issues, so I say, look, why do, why don't I sort this out and I'll get it to a place you can give him a little funeral? Fine. Uh yeah, I get some kitchen roll. I go to pick him up. He moves.
1: Ah, <gasps> still
0: alive? He's still alive? Oh, but here's the thing. Oh, I don't mind. I mean, this creature isn't. It? I'm not freaked out by it. But I think. This mouse isn't doing very well if it isn't scuttling away at super Yay. fast speed. So I think it's, it's he's probably not very... He's, he, he might not be dead, but it, we should probably administer the last rites. Right. I communicate this to Sarah and Jean, and they say, well, why, why don't you put him in a little box? Not a coffin.
1: No, 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 no.
0: So what I do is I find a Tupperware box... Mm. I put some tissue in there to make him a little bed. Mm-hmm. I put a tiny little uh, bowl of water. <laughs>
1: Sorry. I'm just laughing with happiness that you're doing this kind thing.
0: <laughs> why is that? wouldn't why wouldn't you do that? Uh,
1: I don't know, it's just really I just don't did he did he drink water. And
0: and I also well it, it didn't do much and I also put some um I don't know if this is good or bad and I'm, I'm slightly worried saying it in case people go mental at me for it. Mm. But um some you, p- peanut butter.
1: Okay. Because
0: I've heard yeah. that's what people put in mouse traps, so I thought, well they must like it. Okay. And if he's on his last legs anyway. Yeah, yeah. Isn't isn't it nice to have a bit of something that's feels like a naughty treat? <laughs>
1: Be the putter of a naughty treat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it is to a mouse. It's like these older people who get into doing heroin.
1: Right, it's yeah. Like that for this
0: mouse. Yeah, yeah. So I do all this and then I think, look, maybe because of my kindness, because of my high-fat meal and water and bedding, <laughs> mm. he's he's going to feel better. Yeah. And then I want him to go go back about his business mm. Yeah, once he's uh, recovered. To, yeah. So what I do is I take this box. I do not put a lid on it. Good. Because at first I did try and make holes in the lid, but I realised that I like the physical strength to make holes in a Tupperware lid.
1: Oh, most of us don't have the physical strength. Oh, I'm glad that. it's not just me. Yeah, unless you've got a drill. I was drill. <laughs> stabbing away at
0: this lid what? with a huge carving knife. No, 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 yeah. no. no. And I just pop him outside the, uh, the the doors in the kitchen, you know, just in the back garden. I then don't give the mouse a second thought, but obviously it's exciting for Gene that there's this mouse there and he's mm. been looked at and then he goes off to school. And then some hours later, he comes up upstairs and says, Dad, I said, what is it? He says, the mouse has drowned. What? And basically I'd left this thing at, Outside. No! There was a rainstorm no! and it filled up with water and killed him.
1: I'm actually a bit upset by that. It's really sad, isn't it? Yeah, that's really bad. I tried
0: to do a kind thing.
1: Oh, that's so sad. And he couldn't have this oh, that's really sad.
0: The only thing I'm I'm trying to tell myself mm. is that he was already dead because he didn't look you know, have you ever seen um the casts in Pompeii of the, the shapes people? people's bodies were in when they died some of them there's a real panic yeah
1: yeah
0: there there was none of that to this mouse he looked very peaceful um and curled up like he'd been asleep so he either drowned in his sleep i think or he'd already died and then it was like a, a viking funeral where yeah. yeah, he's on the water. You I like
1: your comparison to Pompeii, but slight slightly different death, like water and lava, is slightly different, differently petrified. Did, and... He didn't look
0: he didn't look like he was in a panic, is the point I'm making. Yeah, yeah, Some calm. of the bodies you can see that they're just yeah, asleep and, yeah. and and then others you can see panic that are almost like clawing to, to escape.
1: I'm gonna say one hundred percent he was already dead because if he was in that much of a state, there was no he's he was already dead. I'm sure of it, I'm sure of it. I, I can't think of all the alternative. It's too sad. I know. Yeah, he was gone. He was gone. And he had a lovely, nice, as you say, high fat meal, little sip of water. That yeah. was it he went. Yeah. Comfy bed. Yeah.
0: And then the tides rose to take his body mm. to the top of the a, Tupperware box. fox got
1: to him first outside. <laughs> cat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was surprised didn't think of that. But anyway.
0: Well, Jean has buried him. And I did see a cat in our back garden oh, earlier. And, no, and, yeah. no wonder if the the news is getting around the cat community.
1: <laughs> oh. RIP your mouse. That is very sad. Sorry,
0: that was a very downbeat yeah. story to say.
1: Let me tell you something
0: upbeat. Um so please, please. we weren't here last week and, and the reason we weren't here is I went on a mini break. Mm. I had some annual leave to use up. Um so I went no. I, I went on a mini break to Marrakech because Uh, Sarah treated me. It was a lovely treat that Sarah laid on for for my 50th 50th, birthday, um, slightly belatedly. So we went to mourn the passing of my 40s and we had a great time. Now, I know you went to Marrakesh and didn't have a great time. I
1: didn't have the best holiday of my life. There's some bits I enjoyed and some bits I didn't enjoy. I won't go into detail now. It'd be very interesting, but I found it very mixed.
0: But But one of the details, as I remember, is you felt like there was a bit of catcalling went on.
1: I felt a bit hassled. Mm, I yeah. told
0: Sarah this. None of that happened to her. <laughs> and she felt quite jealous <laughs> yeah, rather than relieved. It wasn't
1: sexual catcalling. It was more like, we hate you catcalling. What? Is that not catcalling then? No, it's not, is it? No, it, that's a heckling. It was more like, it wasn't sort of hissing in terms of attractiveness. It was hissing in terms of, I don't like you. Well, that was how I interpreted it. I don't know it. you. No, no I, know. It's, I know. It's all about them. Haters mm. gonna hate mm. Annabelle. But I don't want to like judge a whole, you know, place. No, like no, that. no, no. This oh, is, is just, just your a, experience. A couple of people. Oh, I thought yeah. you told
0: me it was cat calling. Well, she'll be relieved mm. because yeah. she didn't get any. Cat- she didn't get hit- any hissing either.
1: Okay, well that's good. But really liked.
0: No, because you know you. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you want to provoke a, reac- a reaction. Mm. Depends what the reaction is for me, but yeah, polarizing is good. I think. Is
1: it? You, you, you can't please all of the people all of the no, time. No, okay, okay.
0: If people are hissing at you, people are also loving you, Annabelle. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. um, good. Well, I will. I'll pass that on. Dude. Now, I am. I, um, I used to travel a lot, and not so much anymore. And a thing that I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten about that I absolutely hate mm. is when you forget to get some local currency. And then on arrival, you you don't have any money for tipping. Oh, so I'm a real no-cash person, as I've said many times. Yeah, I detest yeah. cash. Um, and, I and, you know, I forget you should probably have some when you go to these places. I was resenting it in America especially, like having to tip everybody mm, left, right and centre. Mm, mm. um, but, uh, but, but basically I'd forgotten to get some... Of the local currency dirhams, and uh, I, I didn't have any traveller's cheques with me. Um, You're
1: just a cash point guy. You turn up, go to the cash point. Is that, yeah. is that how you want? Yeah, that's, yeah, normal. that's how. I, that's how I roll. Yeah, yeah. or you, or yeah. you don't. You just use your. Yeah, card. don't don't yeah, use the yeah. traveller's cheques. <laughs> Retro. What were
0: travellers' cheques? I used to get them and I can't remember how they were. I
1: have had them before. I think they're just a way of, it's quite depressing really, they're a way of travelling with money that can be replaced if they're stolen, aren't they? Like it's depressing, the fact that you never need them.
0: So it's is like a British mistrust, like a 70s, 80s British mistrust of all of yes. the foreign countries. Yes, yeah, it is pretty That much. I'd better, uh, better go along with something which means that these, uh, these people can't take my money. Yeah, they can be cancelled and replaced. Yeah. They're all pickpockets Mm.
1: and petty thieves Do you still get them I don't even know I don't know Mm. but wouldn't you just have to take them to a bureau de change and get them changed into real money I don't know maybe it's because you don't want to carry around too much money at once but there were no cash points back then Uh, Mm.
0: it's very confusing Mm. isn't Mm. it Mm. travellers checks yeah (laughs) 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 travellers I just wanted to mention them you know a little anachronism nice um what was that? You said something then that made me remember. Getting Travelers checks, points. getting cash points. No, it's gone. Must have been a liar's me. Uh, as my nan Maggie Barton used to say. Um, anyway, the point being, uh, we because it was my fiftieth, we we stayed somewhere quite swanky, and the hotel sent a driver.
1: Oh, nice! To pick us up at
0: the airport. Mm. Super friendly. Bottles of water for us.
1: Oh, nice, lovely.
0: Um, wouldn't let me. Pull my own suitcase. Oh. He was happy to let Sarah pull her out. No. Um, uh, yeah, it was just really nice. And we had a good chat with him on the w- way to the hotel. I felt like I was doing some of my... Yeah, I sometimes think my small talk is better when uh, English isn't someone's first language.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. well, can you identify why? Because you be? have to keep
0: it quite simple.
1: Oh. Do you see what I mean? I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, there's not really much opportunity to go off the beaten path. Okay. That's, that's what I mean by mm. that. Anyway, so, so then we get to the hotel and he was super friendly and there was just that moment when we got out and the bags were handed to the porters um, that there was, I could, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything blatant. Mm. He wasn't standing there with his chauffeur's hat. Yeah. I could just tell he was expecting a tip. Oh, no. So I say to him, Abdullah, let me explain something. I have not been to a bureau de change yet. <laughs> However, I, w- I want to make sure I leave you something. Um, tell me how how do you, t- tell me how you, exactly you spell your name, mm. and I'll leave an envelope at the reception for you.
1: That's a very good way of dealing with it. Thank you. I felt so capable yeah, in that moment. That's very good.
0: And I could see that there was a mistrust in his eyes that you weren't going to do it. Yeah. Did you do it? Of
1: course I did it. Good, That's good. It's very
0: much who I am as a person. Needy. Where, did you, where did you
1: get the envelope from? Reception. I asked them for it, Oh, yeah. good, right, nice. It's a
0: sort of hotel where you can ask for an envelope. <laughs> it? You stayed in flea
1: pits. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah. I can't remember.
0: Um, but then, but now I'm now paranoid. Mm,
1: that you didn't get it. Yes, Oh. And he thinks
0: that I didn't leave the money, even he thinks, though I did.
1: I was right. I knew he wouldn't do that. Yeah.
0: He was fobbing me off. What if the guy I handed it to thought, oh, bet there's, I bet there's a um, hundred dirhams in that. I'm going to have those for myself mm. and not give them to Abdullah. You know, the, this guy will never know. Yeah. Um, so I've been obsessing about that a little.
1: <laughs> you haven't put any plans in place. Please tell me you haven't, like, ring up. Maybe I could. Oh, God. Hi, can I speak to Abdullah, please? Oh God, put the thought the in. The driver.
0: Mind. <laughs> mm. Leave a number. Oh, God. You get him to give me a call. Just want to check something. Just want to check. <laughs> I should have taken his number. Yeah. Of course I should. Um, I also had a, a, like an awkward moment with the concierge. Mm. I love a concierge. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself using the concierge desk much if you ever stay in a nice hotel? I
1: don't know, I'm really quite sure what it is. I always thought they were just to use if you wanted to get a lady of the night to your room.
0: I th- that's what I use. Oh. To... <laughs> Do
1: you know the way I said lady of the night? I couldn't yeah. think of the right word. It's sex worker, isn't it? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, concierge, is, I, I like. They can, they can book you into a re- restaurant. If I'm staying in a nice hotel, mm. I will always get the concierge to book the restaurant table okay? because they're going to get, you know, the people are going to think, oh, it's such and such from the nice hotel oh. and better better make a fuss of their VIP mm. clientele, <laughs> residents. Yeah. Um, they can, I think, get you theatre tickets. Oh, right. they also very adept at taking out a fold-up map and drawing on it. Oh,
1: yeah, I've used them for that. Yeah, <laughs> That's really ringing some bells, yeah.
0: She was doing that for me at some stage and, and – um. I was grateful, and then I remembered,
1: oh, we've got phones now. Yes, yeah, yeah. I could
0: type the name of the restaurant oh, into a phone. Yeah. Anyway, the, the point, point being, um, before I go somewhere, I will obsessively Google restaurants mm-hmm. because I do not want to risk um, wasting a meal in a less than excellent restaurant. Quite right. Oh, I don't want a mediocre meal when I'm on holiday. Why? I don't want to think, oh, that place looks charming,
1: because
0: mm. it probably won't be. Mm-hmm. So I do all that in advance. And in my Googlings, before I even leave the UK, I come across on a magazine's website an interview with this young woman who is the concierge at this hotel where she's naming her favourite spots. Oh. So I feel a bit like I'm meeting a celebrity <laughs> when I go and talk to her. And I want to communicate the, the, the fact that I'd read this interview. Guess how I do that? How? I blurt out... Oh, no. I've
1: seen you in a magazine. Oh God! <laughs> How did she react to that? It was very awkward. A little nod, yeah, acknowledgement, yeah. Mm. And
0: then, what? However, well, I then explained myself. Mm. It was completely undermined by the fact that I went. I've seen you in a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
1: didn't say that. that's not great. No.
0: Um. What else? Um. Oh, I had a million dollar business idea when I was on holiday. Oh, go on. Just around the pool and it came to me. Yeah. What What about this for an invention? Yeah. A sun lounger. Yeah. But you can adjust it while you're actually on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect. Oh, Brilliant. Why
0: can't they make hydraulic sun loungers like hospital beds?
1: Oh, yeah. You should put it with some kind of a lever or button. Because you,
0: tr- you try and do it and then it always goes, you know, then it just slams down and goes flat. If you, you have to get off it.
1: Several times to get it right, yeah, yeah. We'll be getting off it.
0: Um, we went out on an excursion into the desert. Oh, we went with the driver, different driver,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and about halfway there, he says, Um, oh, let me show you something. He gets out his phone and hands it across, and he says, Do you see who that is? And I do see who it is it's him mm. and it's Tom Hanks. Oh, however. Mm-hmm. I would stake what meagre savings I have hmm. on it being photoshopped.
1: Oh, no. He photoshopped a picture of him and Tom Hanks. I think so, I to yeah. To impress you. I don't
0: know. I've been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even look like a waxwork. It just looked like Tom Hanks had been photoshopped into this picture. But why
1: would he want to impress you?
0: I th- maybe he wants to say, look, Tom Hanks thinks I'm trustworthy. Um can I take you on a slight detour to see a woman um, uh, um, making using an oil press in a traditional? Right, okay, I th- I think, okay, okay, okay. I think that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was clearly, clearly photoshopped. So, so what this excursion was, and it was really special because it was Sarah's birthday, and we were celebrating my fiftieth. They they drive you out to a camp in the middle of the desert, mm. and there are other people there. But you're all dotted about, so you're not interacting with each other. Everyone's arriving separately. It's not like you're in a group at all. Mm -hmm. And then all these separate tents have been set up. There's a dinner table scattered with flower petals. There's a bonfire fire pit, little outdoor sofas. And then your meal is served to you in this tent. Mm -hmm. Um, And before you have your meal, you go off and do a little camel ride.
1: Oh, interesting
0: Yeah Sarah getting on and off a camel is something to behold I tried to get the guy to film a dismounting (laughs) And he pressed stop instead of record Because I handed it to him and it was recorded to make it easy And I'm telling you, she would have been a viral sensation It It was so, she's a very reactive person Mm. Um, Anyway, so we we arrive at this place and, And they obviously do it in such a way that you feel like you're the only ones there And they have musicians to welcome us to to say hello to players in. Hmm. Very awkward. If you think people singing happy birthday to you is awkward, can you imagine? Oh. What are you supposed to do while two guys play this traditional Berber music in the
1: desert? They do it on the date night episodes of Love Island. And I always it must be excruciating. It is. Where it do is. you look? What do you do? I don't yeah. know. It's um it's and, and then
0: later when we we're in our tent and they they came over while we we're having dinner to serenade us. And that was oh, that was awkward too yeah, because yeah. you just have to stop eating and and stay because you have to feel like you've got to make eye contact. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't be like when I'm reading the safety instructions on a plane while they're doing the doing the demonstration. You've got to pay attention. You feel right? rude, yeah. otherwise. Um, and then one of them comes over. He's sort of dancing near me. <laughs>
1: dancing! Oh my god!
0: And he he takes his fez off and he puts it on my head. Oh. Sarah thinks it's hilarious and takes a picture of it. And, and basically the other one is, I guess spinning his head around to make the tassel on the fez spin, mm. a bit like a, a helicopter blade. So I attempt to do this, and it's all very funny, and then we have a video of it. I think, oh, that'd be good. Some, some, uh, that'd be a fun thing to share with my friends on social media. Then I think, what if I then got canceled for cultural appropriation? Oh But is it a cultural appropriation if they put it on your head?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Don't ask me. Okay. What did you do then? You just didn't do anything. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I
0: don't. It, it, as it turns out, it's not one of my natural talents. Oh,
1: okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, oh, we also had, I don't quite know what to, to call him. It's also slightly uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know if you'd call him your butler. Okay. But there was one guy who was assigned to us. Mm-hmm. So when it was time, you know, he, he'd go and get our drinks and then bring us drinks. And it was him who took us to the camel guy and it was him who served the dinner. Right. But when he wasn't doing those things, he just sort of stood off to one side. Oh. That doesn't make for a relaxing atmosphere. No. And then this this cat walked through. It must belong to the, the camp. And I said, oh, cute. I said, does he have a name? And the guy goes, oh, yes. And I could just see in his eyes that he'd said yes to please. Yeah. And the cat didn't, in fact, have a name. Oh, or no. if it did, he didn't know it. And now he had to make so, up. Yeah, and I, and I saw him make up a name on the spot.
1: Oh, what was the name he made up? Michaud. Michaud. I love that Michaud. I said, does
0: the cat have a name? He went, yes. And then you could just <laughs> see it like that guy go in eyes me show so great um anyway it was uh, it was all wonderful and i did get a dicky tummy oh but not until on the way home oh good no it's not good because it meant i had the shits on it sorry i forgot which podcast i'm on I'll, um, I'll have to mark this explicit now.
1: Oh, you thought you were on the succession one. Yeah. When he said that, I thought you meant the Ed Miliband one. I thought, no. Do you found out on he, that one? Sometimes, he
0: sometimes F's, F's and blinds, but, him, yeah, He does. Yeah, every now and again. Does he? He used to. Not so much now that he's in the shadow cabinet, no. but, <laughs> but he used to. But um, oh my goodness. Sorry about that language. Just in case um, mm. somebody who's uh, easily offended. Mm-mm. I mean, I think grow up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well they might be seven like come on <laughs> yeah
0: but you know, life's got some stuff in store for you
1: yes it has so you're on the plane the bad oh, just on that
0: one of my birthday cards yeah had the f word on it yeah it was a succession themed birthday card oh, yeah it's um it's on the shelf next to the telly yeah gene just read it out aloud oh i don't think he knows that word or at least that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah,
1: you keep telling yourself that. Yeah. Um I don't think I knew that word at that age. Well it's different now, isn't it? Yeah, these children. Did do... you grow up in London? No. <laughs> it's
0: different. Stop reinforcing
1: stereotypes. I'm joking. About London. I'm joking. Are you though? No.
0: <laughs> so so anyway, um, I was in a middle seat. Oh. And there was a woman next to me. Mm. Is it um, wife?
1: What do you mean? on oh, the on the other side? So yes. Sarah's on one side, woman on the other exactly, side.
0: Exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, on the aisle, mm. Sarah's by the window, mm. and and this lady is both larger, which I think you know isn't necessarily fun for someone on an airplane. Because be, I'm sure you'd feel self conscious about sort of spilling over into the seat next to you and mm. stuff. Mm. And she seems to have something that um makes getting up and down unpleasant for her or difficult for her oh no yeah, oh yeah so we've been up in the uh yeah as soon as the seatbelt signs go off i say sorry i can just squeeze past you and she gets up and i go to the loo and then maybe another 10 minutes later oh. i say i'm so sorry i need to go again oh this is so embarrassing i come back i'm so embarrassed for you. how many times do you think you can do that without having to address the fact that you have diarrhea
1: Well, it's obvious by... Ten minutes later, it's obvious. I think so. So you don't need to. She knows.
0: So you think it would have been acceptable for me to not say that my stomach was off, but just to keep asking, sorry, I need to go to the toilet, I need to go to the toilet.
1: Yeah, I think it's like it's... So you think (laughs) it should have remained unsaid? Oh, what did you say?
0: I said, I'm so sorry, I've got got an upset tummy, I need to... Oh, that's okay. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it still wasn't... I ended up just standing in that galley there with the cabin crew. But then somebody else on the flight got really bad... I think much worse than what I had. And the toilet was out of use. So there's this huge place, queue snaking down the plane. Oh my God. Because of our stomach upset. At one point, the steward sends me. Because we were right at the back, he sends me right down to the front first. He gives me special dispensation oh, to smell different in the business class yeah. toilet. It just smell, it just does. And do you know why? Why rich people smell better? And it just <laughs> that's residual in the. To- <laughs> they're, they're, I just think their bowel movements must smell really good. Well, so it was so nice in there.
1: I'm guessing you ruined that for them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. much. So, yeah, drastically. Yeah. So,
0: mm. um, yeah, it was. It really wasn't good, and then Sarah was like a pushy mum. Saying you, you tell them that you have to go and do it down the front of the plane if it happens again. <laughs> oh God! And then I came back at one point, and Sarah and this woman had been discussing my dicky tummy. Yeah. And Sarah said, "Oh, we both think you shouldn't have had that sandwich." <laughs> we
1: both think. <laughs> <I> uh, uh, <laughs> oh. uh. a nice end to your holiday. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Uh,
0: that was uh, that was my trip to Marrakech. Oh.
1: All right, shall we hear from the Drifters? Let's. Firstly, from Grand Princess Jeanette. I recently attended a conference to help out my employer who was hosting the conference. I was assigned simple jobs like taking tickets or answering questions like, where's the restroom? Will there be coffee served at the break? Etc. This was my 21st one of these conferences. It took me this many conferences to actually feel like I knew what I was doing that was my problem. I had ideas outside my social station and was quickly corrected. On the second day, I was assigned the task of taking tickets for a presentation, along with a very non-drifty person who works at conferences like these for a living. I was doing fine saying, tickets please, collecting the tickets and gesturing towards the door. Attendees expected to be asked for a ticket and I thought this will be a breeze. Then the person who had organised this particular presentation approached our table and spoke to the non-drifter. I recognised the name on her badge. A colleague had recently shared that this woman was so friendly and appreciative of staff's help, etc. I introduced myself to her, holding up my badge so she could read my name and even dropped my colleague's name so she'd know that I knew all the right people. Without breaking eye contact with the non-drifter, she said, I know who you are. And continue talking as if I have a bad reputation or have met her seventeen times already. I have not, and had not. Instead of saying "quiet," I meant to say "oh, okay," but instead my mouth uttered a "urt" type sound that did cause <laughs> the woman to briefly glance at me. Truly, I had not gained any knowledge or skill after 21 years. (laughs) At the time of next year's conference, with any luck, I won't be able to attend because I'll need a life-saving operation or be hopelessly detained at an airport. Fingers crossed.
0: Can you make that noise for me again?
1: Uh, How is that spelled? Oh, OK. I want to know how you'd pronounce it. It's U-U-H-H-T. Uh I love that. Yes. Okay. Well this one's quite exciting. It will be apparent why. I'm currently on the train writing this after I was thrust into an extremely non-drifter situation and had to tell you about it immediately. I was actually listening to this week's episode of Adrift on my way to the train station. As I was walking through an industrial estate, I saw a car pulling slowly out of one of the building entrances in front of me and somehow hit a cyclist who went flying into the road. I must admit my initial thought and deepest desire in that moment was to turn around and run away and pretend I didn't see anything. But there was no one else around except for a young teenager in front of me who just strolled past the scene, clearly not wanting anything to do with the situation. Fair enough. So I had to pluck from some rarely excess chasm deep within me some non-drifter courage. I hurried over. The driver was running over to the cyclist who was rolling around and clearly in pain. The driver was shaking so much he couldn't use his phone. So I timidly asked, um, are you okay? Can I call an ambulance? All the while looking around, hoping a more adulty adult would show up and take over. No one did. So I dialed 999 for the first time in my life and waited. Nothing happened. It looked like I'd connected, but I couldn't hear anything on the other end. That's when I remembered my phone was still connected to my earbuds. I was in the middle of listening to Adrift, remember, (laughs) which were now my pocket. Great start. I hung up and pretended it hadn't connected properly, disconnected my Bluetooth and tried again. I eventually managed to get through and at this point a crowd had gathered. I was now an important part of the scenario and kept being referred to as the lady on the phone getting the ambulance. I couldn't mess this up. I won't replay the entire conversation on the phone, but here is a list of things I forgot under the pressure of making this call. One, my name. (laughs) I gave them my maiden name, which to be fair, I only changed a few months ago. Maiden. (laughs) Yeah. Two, my phone number. I genuinely couldn't remember the number I've had for years. For some explicable reason, I gave them the mobile number I had about 15 years ago that's ingrained into my memory forever. I eventually had to look up my own number in my phone while pretending that I'd just got a new number. Why else would a grown adult not know their own number? And three, the name of a road I was on. I walk this route every week and know where it is. I had to ask the driver where we were, like I was a time traveler or a tourist, not a person whose house was a 10 minute walk down the road. Another memorable moment was when the phone operator asked me who was currently on the scene and I kept updating them with what was happening while we waited for the ambulance. A woman in an NHS uniform arrived at one point and seemed to take over the situation. She started fussing around the cyclist and tending to his wounds herself. I said, oh, an NHS person is here now. She looked at me and said, I'm a midwife. So I relayed this important conversation to the operator. She then turned back around looked at me like I was an idiotic toddler with no brain and said, uh, no, I didn't say midwife. I said, I'm his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I still think mishearing that she was a midwife was that odd. She was wearing a nurse's uniform and why on earth would his wife suddenly materialise from nowhere? How did she know he was there in the first place? Anyway, this whole situation felt like it went on for about seventy-two years in my head, but probably only lasted ten minutes tops. When the ambulance arrived, I asked the paramedics if I could leave now, like a child asking <laughs> to leave the dinner table, and scuttle back to the room. They stared at me like I was mad and said, mm, "Sure." I didn't need telling twice, and did indeed quickly scuttle away as fast as I could. I truly hope I never witness anything again where I'm expected to take control, and I'm concerned. <laughs> And I'm considering buying a pair of horse eye blinkers, <laughs> so so I don't notice. So I don't notice my surroundings anymore. What a great idea! Oh, Let's all get horse fantastic. eye blinkers.
0: That's I love the sense oh. at the beginning of that email. That okay. I think everyone should do the good deed. I I, I believe this, and I believe that's what. But my first instinct isn't. I've got to get in there and do the good deed. Mm. It's always. Okay, is anyone else going to do the... Go- oh, no, it's going to be me. Oh, I'm, I'm not capable. That feeling. I, just... I wouldn't want it to be me. No, no. If I was the person on the other
1: end. There's no choice, but it's got to be you. Mm. Can I just I say as I don't want well, to be a bad Samaritan. No, no. Was...
0: They were... T- Hang on. There were, there were bad Samaritans who didn't cross It was, what,
1: it was what, a teenager. Like, fair enough. Oh, let yeah, the teenager yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, 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 You're the adult. Yeah, yeah, you, really, yeah, you really have to yeah. do it. Can I just say that when I said it was exciting, I didn't mean that someone was getting hurt. I mean that... We were actually there. We were in. We were in her earbuds.
0: Do you know you you set me up for disappointment though? I really oh, enjoyed that email. Yeah. but when you said this is exciting, mm. I was waiting for the payoff. Mm. When the ambulance driver said, "Hey, that's my favourite podcast," or, or something oh! like this. Oh,
1: Yeah,
0: no, it's sorry. not No, no, I've forgotten who we're talking about here. What the name of the person
1: yeah. who sent it in? Yeah. It
0: was
1: Jen. Like this is
0: not meant with any disrespect for Jen. Mm. But it's not exciting to me that Jen is listening to this podcast because I already know because she's emailed us.
1: Yeah, but I think it's exciting that we were present at a very drifter. We were present at a subject of an email. We were there. Oh, I see what you mean. But we didn't know we were there. That's what I was excited by. Mm. I don't think we've ever been there before while it was happening, playing right, okay. playing in her earbuds. Okay, while that's it was exciting. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, yeah, yeah. we, we,
0: we soundtracked. Tractor driftery driftery moment. Yes. Okay, I'm with you. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Mm. Do send us your story, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Mm. Annabelle, mm. how's your sub stack going?
1: Oh, thanks for asking. I wasn't going to mention it, but now you've asked. I'm really happy. Yeah, it's going well. Thank you so much to anyone who's subscribed. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. I'm thrilled. Every time I get a notification, a little buzz of joy.
0: Because it's possible. uh, I I mean, I love to think that everybody is giving us their undivided attention for every second of this podcast. But Mm. it is possible Mm. that... um, yeah, someone's listening to this at the moment and they they don't know what we're talking about. Oh,
1: so I'll very, very, very quickly recap that I've started a Substack, which is kind of like, well, it's a newsletter that goes into your inbox every week. And it's kind of like the stuff that I do in this bit here where I talk about my little micro oddities and mini failings, but I expand on it. It's like an extended version and it's written down. And I spend a lot of time on it. So, you know, I hope I hope people it's enjoy good, it. It's good, actually. Thank you. It's good. Thanks, thanks, thanks. So, uh, yeah, you can subscribe and get it sent into your inbox every Wednesday. Um, and you can find it at AnnabelPort.substack.com, or just Google my name in... Sorry, just search my name within Substack or it's called Bit Weird Quite Normal. Great. Mm.
0: So, are we... Uh, are we ready now for yes. some more micro oddities and what? Um,
1: micro oddities and mini failings. And mini failings
0: in uh, um, another way you are not a fully functioning adult.
1: We are ready. So you rang me earlier. I did. Do you want to share where I was when you called?
0: Uh, yes. Well, uh, here we go, listeners. She wasn't at home <laughs> and she wasn't on the school run. <laughs> so and she where, wasn't here. Where was, so she? Where, so where was she? She was in Sainsbury's.
1: Sainsbury's. So you weren't surprised then? No.
0: And uh, you, you and Jay Sainsbury are like
1: that. Did it depress you a bit? Yes. So yeah, I was at Sainsbury's. I'd usually drive to Sainsbury's because I'm very weak and can't carry much and it's also quicker. But Tom was using the car for work today. So I decided that I was going to go on my bike and take a rucksack and also use my bike like a pack horse by hanging bags of shopping off of it. Panniers, like panniers. Well, I don't, I don't have panniers. That's, yeah. th- that was part of the problem that I'll come to. I kind of figured I would just like sort of hang some carrier bags onto the handles. But panniers would have been ideal. Like a yoke. Like, like a, a yoke, exactly. It's like it's an ox and, mm. th- and that's my yoke. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I cycled there, I went to lock my bike up and then I found that my bike lock wouldn't work. So I spent ages like, hunched over my bike trying to ram it in and every time I looked up, I got weird looks and I kept thinking, it's not that weird, everyone, that my lock isn't working until I realised they suspected I was stealing this bike. <laughs> but I think the only reason their suspicions weren't tipped over the edge into them alerting the authorities or making a citizen's arrest is that my bike is so rubbish that when I went to get the brakes fixed recently, the repairman laughed out loud at it So who would steal it? He just laughed at your bike. He laughed it. He just laughed at it. It's like you you want this fixed, do you? admit that I did forget my lock once so I left it unlocked at Sainsbury's and nobody did steal it but I didn't want to risk that now because it cost me £48 to get my brakes fixed so there wasn't going to chance that. Before I had them fixed. And your
0: dignity. (laughs) And my
1: dignity. Before I had them fixed the brake pad was touching the wheels so closely that it made a very loud constant grinding sound and it was very very hard to cycle because it was pressing on the wheel and slowing me down and you would not believe if I told you just how long I put up with that and how often do I use my bike during this time? (laughs) Actually, you probably would believe me. It was several months and at least three times a week. Anyway, I got it fixed eventually. And I don't want to get it stolen and my cupboards are very empty. So I've got no choice but to go home and get another bike lock. But because I've only just got here, I'm worried that I'll look weird doing the same journey twice in such a short space of time. So because of this, I take a completely different and more lengthy route, which involves me cycling on the main road, which I usually avoid as I can only lift up my right arm to tone corners and not my left because I can't balance with my left arm up for some reason. So I either cycle badly or just only turn right. So I take <laughs> a more dangerous journey to avoid the unlikely scenario where someone sees me twice and even notices me or even cares. <laughs> I feel like some people would have banter for going past someone twice, like in this situation.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't mean pre-prepared rehearsed banter. They'd but just
0: be able to do it on the... Yeah, spontaneous quips yeah, yeah, like, sorry to
1: give you deja vu. Or yeah. even just normal small talk like bike lock is busted. <laughs> mm. Not me. That that and that. I Meaning you rehearsed. prepared. Ones that was rehearsed. Bridges, yeah. That was prepared and rehearsed, no. and they were still bad. Yeah. Anyway, I go home to get the other lock. I take a. Th- I'll take a third route back to the shop. <laughs> Then I accidentally buy too much so the bags that I'm hanging off my handlebars are very bulging and keep catching on the wheel and ripping the bag. And my rack sack on my back is super heavy and I'm really wobbly so I have to cycle oh, slowly on the pavement. And when I get home, I... <laughs> I realise I'd forgotten to zip my rucksack shut and it'd been gaping wide open the whole time and at least two things have fallen out, a packet of Nature Valley Crunchy Bars and some dried mango. <laughs> but will I be retracing my tyre trace to go and try and get them? Absolutely not. <laughs> they're left there on the street if anyone wants to go and find them. You're
0: sad little snacks. I know, they are sad little snacks. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, you've just made uh, your trip to Sainsbury's even more depressing. I have an idea. Sorry about that.
1: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too.
0: Oh, do you know what I've not done yet? What? I haven't apologised that we're a day late. Oh,
1: yes. And yes. the
0: reason we were a day late is I went and had my other eye done, uh, cataract surgery yesterday. Mm. Um,
1: is that it now? Because it was really starting to make me feel old, you are talking about your cataracts all the time. That's We're done now.
0: And, unless uh, they they do the third eye to the soul or something. <laughs> yes, yeah, of course it's done now. <laughs> they
1: don't come back, do they? Or? I don't think so. Okay, I've, done, great. Uh, I've only
0: done mild Googling, but... Um, I, th- I think I'm in the clear now. That's it. You
1: sorted now then. We'll see, won't Well, we'll see, won't yeah.
0: we? We'll see. Um, I'll tell you what is depressing. Firstly, I just want to say any time that I have anything like a blood test or an immunisation, I am so impressed and humbled by the NHS staff's tolerance for my needle phobia. Oh, really? Because I'm like a big baby and I feel embarrassed mm. and they really don't make me feel like a big embarrassed baby. Oh, that's lovely. Um and, and yesterday, I had to have a cannula in my hand and and I'd asked for the cream
1: what cream a numbing cream Yes, I didn't know that existed.
0: yeah, I think they tend to give it to children okay right so i I'd, I'd requested this from the consultant, mm. but this request hadn't been put, passed on, so there was like this terrible scramble to find some, and um it was embarrassing, but I was really digging my heels in Good. on account of my phobia mm. um so I, I, I had to make small talk with the anaesthetist. And um, he was saying, "So, so, oh, so what do you do for a living then? Mm. What do you do for work then?" At this stage in my life, it is extremely difficult for me to answer that question. Mm, mm. Like I never like saying, oh, "Yeah, well, I'm a radio host," because e- even though it's just a job, it sounds like you're showing off by saying it. But at least that
1: sounds like a real job. So
0: now y- you be the anesthetist. Okay.
1: So what do you do for a living? Um. Yeah, kind of uh,
0: podcasts and radio. I mean, ma- mainly from home these days.
1: Oh, just from home? You can podcast from home, can you? Well,
0: this, so so then he says, oh, what, what radio?
1: Mm.
0: I said, oh, at the moment, you know, ma- mainly just like radio in America, which sounds a bit like saying, I've oh, got, I've got a girlfriend, <laughs> but uh, she's she's my pen pal that uh, I met on holiday and she lives in Belgium. Uh, it sounded like I made it up. yeah. And then it says, so what, what kind of podcasts? So I go I do one which is um I mean it's it's a a, a humour podcast about social anxiety. Yeah. And that that didn't land. I don't no. think it was a socially awkward test. Right. Then I say I do want uh, kind of about like political ideas to, ma- to make the world a better place, but I don't want to name drop Ed Miliband. Oh,
1: but that would have really drawn you back in. Yes, yeah. but it, it, I can't do yeah,
0: that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that sounds made up. Mm. And, and then I say, oh, and I'm also doing one about the TV show Succession at the moment. And I just think this this guy is thinking, <laughs> you're either a fantasist <laughs> or you have a dull job and you're trying to make yourself sound more interesting by describing your hobby of these podcasts that yeah, nobody listens to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watch TV and then talk about it. Mm, mm, mm. I do. Well, I've, I've got ideas about how to make the world a better place. Oh,
1: don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Oh, the social anxiety. Oh dear. He was really. He was really building a picture of you, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm on radio in America. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, Oh, the Succession podcast. Mm. Did I tell you who we got on this coming week? We've not done the interview yet, so I'm going to touch wood. I don't want it to fall through. Go on. Frank and Carl together, no, yes.
1: brilliant. Who are sort
0: of Logan's uh, two members of his C suite, his executives. You've
1: had some really great guests. It's been brilliant. Yeah, we had
0: his uh, PA Kerry on last yeah, week, yeah. Uh, and his body man Colin. It was basically we're all the people close to Logan Roy. Mm. Um, there's another one that might happen, but I don't want to jinx it by saying it because, of course, that that's a real thing. Okay, but Frank and Carl, that's exciting. Love those guys. Yeah, um, Carl is an actor called David Rashi who you may remember as Sledgehammer. Sorry? Did you never watch Sledgehammer? No. I think there are some things that I watched on TV because I'm a night owl that you've got no knowledge of. Yeah. So you never watched things like The Hitman and Her and Get Stuffed and all those things that were on ITV in the no, middle No, I night. know
1: all of those. I don't know Sledgehammer.
0: It was it was a, a naked gun-ish, airplane-ish spoof detective show mm-hmm. and the fellow who played Carl was the main guy. Okay. Late 80s. Okay. But more, exciting than the, more excitingly than that, mm. the the fellow who plays Frank, Peter Friedman, mm. was one of the Muppet performers on the Muppet Show.
1: Really? Yes. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: If you've ever seen uh, Gilda Radner singing, "I'm the very model of a modern major general with a giant carrot," that was in fact Frank from Succession.
1: Well, the carrot. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, he wasn't Gilda Radner.
1: I was going to say. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so that's uh, that'll be out next week. If people are watching Succession, if if not, sorry to bang on about it. I've got a podcast on which I can do that. Honestly, I'm not. It's kind
1: of worth listening to anyway to hear the way Sarah talks to you. (laughs) Your wife Sarah talks to you. How do you mean? Very, it's very entertaining. She's very quite brutal. I enjoy it. Very straight talking. She is. Mm, mm. But you know, that's just that's that's not an act. No,
0: I know. That's what my life is like. I I mean, it's very funny. Does the dynamic remind you at all of George and Mildred? With her in Mildred's role,
1: if Mildred was was funnier
0: and more cutting, Arthur <laughs> Joyce was pretty cutting in that uh, role. I
1: think. Uh, no, no, Sarah the wins I think.
0: <laughs> do you think I'm uh, I'm I'm quite emasculated on that podcast?
1: Uh, no, no, you stand uh, your ground. You do know. I? No, yeah. you know I don't.
0: <laughs> That's what my life is like. Mm. Um, are you going to watch Eurovision?
1: I'm going to your Britain party. Ask me who I'm going as. Thank you for asking. I've got to go with someone from Poland. I'm going as Monica from Interior Design Masters. Does that oh, what I'm talking
0: about. No, I don't. Mm. But I've heard it's good, that show. It's brilliant. Why can't you go as a Polish? Um, excuse me. A Polish what? I, I coughed. I said oh, Polish, right. excuse me. And then what I was going to say is, um, I have fond memories of <laughs> the Polish entry from, I'm, I'm going to ballpark it eight years ago. Right. Um, there, there were some ladies churning butter
1: oh yes i remember that now
0: they were buxom ladies mm. and um it drew the eye
1: i think that's probably not the role for me then
0: no perhaps no, not no. but um well whose party is it my friend oh a bit cagey about who this friend is i don't want to tell you really i'm joking you <laughs> don't want to say <laughs> their name on the podcast no, no there's my
1: friend sue i don't care it's my friend okay. sue. is tom going uh no
0: is he not a eurovision fan
1: um, yeah, no, he liked him. I'm a bit annoyed with him still about last year and that I was watching Eurovision with him. And I think, oh, we never, I must get fed up with the voting. So I left at the voting, went to bed. What's wrong with you? Because I was really tired and I thought we never win. I always end up in a bad mood about how we get nil part. Um, I'll just get angry and I go to bed in a bad mood. So I'm going to go to bed. As I went to bed, I said to Tom, if it looks like we're doing well, come and wake me up. I'd hate to miss that. Woke up in the morning like we'd come second. We nearly won, and he hadn't woken me up, so I'm still quite angry about him. So I haven't invited him to it.
0: But you know, we really came first. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I completely support Ukraine.
1: Yeah, yeah, first, yeah. yeah. It was nice. Any other that we year. came second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other year we any, would have won. Any yeah. other
0: year we mm. look at me claiming credit. Well, you know, Um, we're having a little Eurovision party.
1: Oh, thanks for inviting me.
0: Well, it's quite an exclusive guest list. Right,
1: who's going? Who's, who's it's Harry? me.
0: Sarah's taken the night off work. Oh! And our son, Gene. Yeah. And that's it.
1: Oh, okay. Very exclusive. Last
0: year, mm. the guest list was me, mm. our son Gene, mm. and his friend Elsie. Okay. I invited Elsie again this year via her mother. Mm. And let me tell you something. The excuses I've heard... Have got a, a. They don't have a ring of truth to them. Really? Yeah. So I think Jean's friend Elsie has taken such a dislike to me that her mum is now making excuses as to why she can't come to our Eurovision party.
1: Or she didn't really enjoy it last year. Or she didn't. Yeah. yeah I
0: mean, I don't. I think she. I mean, who knows. But it's if people remember me talking about um, me taking the two of them to a bonfire on bonfire night, mm. I think that traumatised her so badly. Oh, yeah, To the extent she said, I wouldn't come back to this bonfire night even if I was a ghost.
1: <laughs> Did she say that?
0: Yeah, there was sort of. I think I said on the podcast. Uh, Jim was going, um, I, "I won't. I'm not coming back next year." And she's going, "I'm not coming back even when I'm a TJ, teenager." And he's going, "I'm not coming back when I'm a grown up." And, oh yeah, and it got yeah, to, yeah, yeah. it got to ghost. Um, yeah, but I, I think I've traumatized that child mm. so badly that her mum is now having to decline. Invitations.
1: Can't believe that your party invitations have been declined by seven-year-olds. I know. It's depressing. It's really depressing. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll tell you what's the most depressing thing about it. Mm. Last year for Eurovision, uh, I went a bundle and I printed out a load of party packs, and um, part of this was flags, bunting, mm. and I hung up some bunting of all the f- countries taking part over our sofa. Do so when I took it down? Last week, about four weeks ago. Oh,
1: really? Why did you bother? I don't know. Could have know. just left it out. Yeah. Oh. And like the
0: whole time I'm thinking, oh, it's so weird that we've got flags <laughs> in our front room, uh, but just the uh, effort uh. of getting the step ladders. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but at least it'll be a sense of occasion now when they go up again. When you take them down four weeks before of course, the next yeah, yeah.
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, quandary corner here at. Problematic in the problematic at the Glap. What is it? Glap Clinic. There's some stuff going on. Yeah, I can't remember. Let's just call it Quandry
1: Corner for okay. now. Okay. First one's from Carrie. I'm is an, it now? Yes. I'm American, and this took place Super Bowl weekend, and it is a two part quandary. Mm. My husband and our friend are both named Eric, so to prevent any confusion, I will just refer to them as husband and friend. Mm. A couple of months ago, my husband and I were at church on Super Bowl Sunday. Our friend came up to my husband and asked if we were planning to watch the Super Bowl. My husband told him yes, that we were planning to watch it at home. Our friend said, oh yeah, is it all right if we come and watch it at your house? He is married with three children. My husband, of course, said that was fine, not thinking about the fact that he's married to someone that needs at least a couple of weeks to get used to the idea of having to host people. After a mini panic attack, I accepted this was happening (laughs) and planned to have a pleasant evening with our friends. Our daughter is a competitive gymnast, so we have a balance beam in our living room. Wow.
0: I feel less bad about the flags now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When our friends arrived with their three kids, they, of course, wanted to play on the beam, which I did not have a problem with. However, almost the entire evening, they kept yelling, Carrie, watch this, and Carrie, look at me. I just wanted to watch the Super Bowl and these girls were driving me crazy and the parents said nothing. Did not tell their children to stop bothering me even once. First, how could we have said we didn't want company last minute without sounding rude? I do like these people and we spend time with them regularly. Second, how could I have told their kids to leave me alone again without sounding rude?
0: Okay, First one first. Last
1: minute invites to your own house.
0: I think it's quite the move,
1: isn't it? yeah, to invite yourself like that, yeah, I would never do that
0: no, um, let me just have a think about this, so to yours um so you've already said you're watching at home you've you've already located yourself there
1: It's difficult,
0: mm. Faking <sighs> covid um
1: asbestos
0: asbestos, mm. Uh,
1: oh, I mean, you could, there could be a last minute tummy bug with the classic, yeah, I mean, quick it's phone call,
0: the classic lie that everyone knows yeah, is a lie,
1: yeah.
0: But so, I don't want you in my house, is
1: what you're saying, but you can't say, I don't want you in my house. Um, oh, you could say something along the lines of not this, but something like this. Oh, that's fine, we do have a certain little ritual that we like to have during the Super Bowl that you may not be comfortable with. Are you describing a sex ritual? <laughs> I, I wasn't, but, you know, I leave that to whatever you want. It could be something like, we do tend to, we've got this weird thing where, for, for luck, we tend to watch it naked, so are you okay with that?
0: That sounds like fun, we'll be there. <laughs> the kids will love that. Oh,
1: no, then you've got to go through with it. No, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, terrible yeah, idea, yeah, forget yeah, I said yeah, yeah. that. How
0: do you keep people out of your house? This is tricky. It's so
1: tricky. If someone's so, I'm going to say is rude to invite themselves around like that, there isn't much you can do, is there? You can't, you could be, you know what? They're obviously very straight talking people. You've got to be a certain type of person that will invite yourself last minute around to someone's house. Maybe they would appreciate a certain amount of straightforward talking back. Like, oh, that's really lovely of you to ask. Actually, not comfortable doing that last minute. Sorry. I'm
0: going to call Sarah. I feel like I'm really, I'm such a weasel. I'm so good at weaseling my way out of things. Mm. And I don't know why I'm having a complete mental block on this at the moment, but I'm just like um, call Sarah because she's she's not a drifter. Mm. I'm quite intrigued to hear how she would handle this. If she doesn't answer, she might be... Let's see. Where is she? Do you think she's having an affair?
1: It's very possible. Oh, no, she's not thinking.
0: Oh, hi. Hi. Will you just help us with something? I've completely drawn a blank on a quandary. Uh-huh. Right. So um, someone says they're having a Super Bowl part. Uh, sorry, sorry, somebody asks what they're doing for the Super Bowl. Um, and they say, oh, we're just, uh, just going to watch it at home. Uh-huh. The person who then asked said, oh, so shall I come over with the family? How how do you say no to that? Because you've already located yourself as being at home watching telly. Is there a, like a precedent for these families always? They they spend a lot of time together. But the super the super. Bowl. It's no. not a tradition, no. But of course, you risk starting a tradition.
1: That's really hard. Oh.
0: If 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 you said to somebody about Eurovision this weekend, oh, we're going to be watching Eurovision on Saturday night. If somebody then said to you, oh, shall we shall we all come over? How would you handle that? I mean, I think what I would do is I would I would say,
1: yeah, that sounds great, and then um, message late the night before, like like eleven oh four saying um i'm absolutely mortified to be texting this late but so and so um seems to be in the, the beginning stages of quite a severe
0: stomach situation <laughs> i mean this is where we got to but the 1104 i think really helps uh yeah it, it helps uh make it seem less of a blatant lie yeah great yeah thanks for that annabelle thinks she belittled me on that succession podcast anyway. <laughs>
1: I did not. I did not what use word those words. You use? I said you. We were brutal in a very funny way. Oh, she
0: said you're very brutal with me
1: in a very funny way. You missed that bit out. Funny. What part was brutal? All, all of it. No, just <laughs> you're just very funny. People have said that to me before. It's so interesting. I don't see it that way, but I guess it's important for me to understand
0: that other people do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, so uh, I mean, the
1: really... slight drawback on this is it was same day, but you, yeah, it wasn't uh, the night before. Anyway, should we move on to the? We're really stuck on this one. Yes, the whole same day thing is extremely tricky because you've already said you're going to be there. Probably a last minute illness is your only option. Mm. Should we move on to the second part? In yes. that, how do you get them to tell their kids to leave you alone? They're driving you mad. It's a good question. This we've all been driven mad by someone else's kids, including our own. How do you get the parents? Or how do you? Stop the kids.
0: Here's what you do. Yeah. I think I can, I can answer this. Please. Very well. Great. In a very good natured, you're just a fun person. Say, so go, ah, kids, you're driving me wild. Stop asking me questions. Which should be code enough for the parents to then intervene.
1: I've, I've 100% done that before. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's that's the way to do it, isn't it?
1: You make a joke out of it. Yeah. If you ask me a sing one, one more question, my head will explode, like yes. that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. If you ask me to look at you one more time, my eyes are going to fall out.
0: Oh, they'd want to see that, though, wouldn't they? Mm. They'd want to see an exploding head yeah. as well.
1: Okay. But I'm thinking the parents are going to pick up on it. That's the thing. Yes. Yeah. And if they don't... Then, then fake a stomach like thing right there and then in the middle of the room. <laughs> oh, I've just soiled myself. Yeah, exactly. You all need to leave. <laughs> oh, hold on. Have we stumbled onto the answer? <laughs> I think we might have done. Okay, let's go on to the next one. It's from Brenda. I have a quandary for Quandary Corner. Say Brenda or Brendan. Brenda. Mm-hmm. A little background. Last summer, I was on holiday with the camper van. Since it was my first time driving a large camper van, it took some time getting used to it specifically parking the behemoth. Should I say that right? I think it's a behemoth. Behemoth. Mm. Behemoth. But it's one of those
0: words that I'm sure you don't hear said out loud very often. No,
1: no, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for that. When we were staying... When we were staying on a campground in Italy, I dropped my girlfriend to go diving. This meant that upon returning to the campground, I had to park in our designated spot. There were many trees and bushes around, and it took some time trying to get into it. A passerby, thinking to be helpful, started giving me directions in Italian, which I do not speak. But his idea on how to get into the spot was different to mine, and I couldn't understand what he wanted me to do. It took nearly an hour of driving oh, backwards no. and forwards before he finally gave up and walked away. I now could finally park my way, which only took five minutes. Now my quandary is this. How do I politely tell someone, preferably without words, that I really don't need their help? Or am I doomed to keep following their instructions to no avail until they give up? I feel
0: like we're really in Annabelle world here, aren't we?
1: Oh, do you think so? Well, so uh, because I mean, I'm bad had, at like, parking. Stories
0: about people oh. trying to help you park and reverse oh. Oh, and stuff. God,
1: I've had some terrible... I think what you do, and I've done this before, is you... <laughs> You get them to do it. You say, "Look, do you want to get in the car and do it for me?" And I've done that before. Yeah, but she you... did bust my wheel, which cost me eighty pounds to replace. But I did get out of the spot that I was stuck in. So that is an option. Mm. You say, "You, you want to, you want to give it a go?" Because I'm sure they'd be more than happy to.
0: But in Italian, though.
1: Oh, uh, did you not see my hand gestures then? <laughs> It was like pointing at the wheel, like pointing at them, pointing at the wheel. You, you. I'd do
0: that rude gesture that they do in Italy. How dare you? How do you do that rude? Like you, you sort of fl- flick your chin. Flick under yeah, your chin. do that. <laughs>
1: That's a very bad idea.
0: Do you think it's weird that gestures are rude?
1: Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? I mean,
0: you could say the same thing about words. Yeah,
1: true, true. What would I do in this situation? I would do exactly what you did, Brenda, and I would tolerate it for an hour and get increasingly sweaty and upset and tormented by it, and then just pray for them to go, "Is there a way you can gesture to them that maybe you could just start ignoring them and doing your own thing?" say "Oh, uh it's so hard without words Are mm. there oh, there aren't any like gestures for this. I think gest- the way, what you need to do is with your body language, feign fainting. Wait for them to leave and go and get help, and then park how you want to, and then leg it.
0: What if they started trying to resuscitate you?
1: That's be bit terrible. Mm. That would be so terrible. I don't know. That's not ideal. I didn't think about that properly. Mamma mia! <laughs> I don't know. You, I honestly don't think there's anything more you could have done. You just mm. have to. You have to have to sit it out. Waste an hour of your life going backwards and forwards.
0: Oh, sorry. I don't think we've shown our best selves on this oh, week's Quandary God. corner, but. Terrible. You know, there's always next week. Yeah. Um, email us, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> and that was our podcast thank you for listening we appreciate it you do thank you as well if you support us on Patreon um, it's really kind of you here we are every week and if you want to chuck a bit of money in the hat um, it helps us carry on doing the podcast of course yeah it's not it's not um, mandatory mm. but we really appreciate it if you do that it's patreon.com stroke adrift uh, send us your story of social ineptitude please or a quandary, quandary corner It is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. Carla Gowlett took the photos. And uh, I'll finish this week with my favourite quote from the episode, which is, of course, what... Podication time and this comes from Katie Cusack who says It took you completely running out of podications for me to finally write the email that's been sitting in my drafts for about three years Oh, (laughs) Wow, consequently this is quite long so sorry in advance I could be wrong but I think the last time I wrote to you I had had my first embryo implanted We'd started to have IVF privately after finding out that we would never conceive naturally and I wrote for a podication to the embryo hoping it would take yes this rings a bell Mm, mm, yeah Um, now you've probably concluded by me saying first that it didn't but before Jeff gets emotional our IVF story does end happily I I just want to say I'm just as likely to get emotional (laughs) with that story (laughs) Um, At almost 40 And my husband is almost 42 Joe Robert De Niro has just become a father again today How old is he? He's not 80 yet, 79 Oh, so is that
1: all, fine
0: Um, We are constantly exhausted by his never-ending energy Interest and excitement for life I love him fiercely And have been so lucky to have been able to be a stay-at-home mum to him Um, But I'm equally delighted that he now goes to preschool five mornings a week. This is all so familiar. (laughs) I do feel so lucky that, I mean, you know, obviously the pandemic's a terrible thing, but I feel so lucky that it it coincided, at least in part, with that period before Gene went to school. And also that, you know, whatever's been going on with my career these past few years, which... In some ways is what I wanted it to and in some ways not quite. It just feels like just I don't think I'm trying to grasp for positives. It just feels amazing that i got to spend all this time mm, with him. Mm. It's like like one of the joys of my life. But I, I know what that feeling is as well where you just get just a bit of time to yeah. do stuff. And yeah. it really isn't very much time, is it? By the time you got them there, you pick them up. <laughs> um, there's not much you can get done. But um until I became a parent, I couldn't quite imagine the 24-7-ness of having a child. Sarah was like that too. I always find it so weird. Um, I'm not saying this about you. I mean, I kind of am by really de facto saying it about you, Katie. But um, I have seen people have kids. Mm. And I can see that it's a joy like no other. But I can also see that it is all-consuming And not always the easiest things for relationships or people's state of mind. I'm always surprised when people haven't noticed that.
1: They haven't noticed that about themselves. No, or... no,
0: before they're a parent that they oh, haven't noticed that it does yes. that to people. Well, no,
1: but I, I was told beforehand, like someone said to me, you know, that, that that first year was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I was told that in different ways by different people. and, and But being told that isn't the same as experiencing it. It's like, oh, OK, I get it. Like, oh, no, I no. But I think
0: and I'm not accusing Katie of this, but I mm. think Sarah... Thought that having a baby Hmm. would just be like every Instagram post of somebody looking happy with a baby. (laughs) Uh, I think she thought it would just be like that instead of mainly sort of exhausting.
1: Oh okay, okay, yeah,
0: yeah. Um let's see. Uh, of loving someone so much and being so proud of every tiny accomplishment. It's so weird, isn't it? Like, you're just like, all this stuff is so massive to you. Mm. But you do understand that you can't really talk about any of it to, <laughs> to anybody other, other than your partner because it's no. so boring and inconsequential to everybody else. No. But, I mean, it, it's all I want to talk about, really. No, me but too. But it's it's deeply boring to mm. everybody mm. Uh, who doesn't have these strong biological urges <laughs> <laughs> to, to have a vested interest in it. What a thing. Um but being desperate for a bit of time to yourself or just to sit with a cuppa for five minutes. Mm. As huge drifters, I don't think my husband and I necessarily make the most natural parents. I, th- I, th- I feel that about myself. I feel that I'm very present in it mm. and I love it, but I don't, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like my mum was somebody who just knew what to do and I just don't know what to do and I'm making it up on the spot mm. and I think getting it wrong quite often yeah you me too
1: in terms of what though in terms of I don't know like any give an example. You know, I don't,
0: I'm trying to think of an example just everything <laughs> yeah I mean it is just everything like any specific <laughs> situation oh I don't want to wear those socks today
1: oh I see yeah oh god yeah like, what am I supposed to do yeah. here
0: like, how am I gonna how am I gonna mess him up for life? Like, should I be forcing him to wear socks? Mm, yeah. Does it not really matter that yeah, much? Yeah. Surely it doesn't matter. Should I be modelling good yeah, behaviour, yeah. being easygoing. Should, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's exhausting. Yes,
1: we're overthinking it basically. I think so. And I don't think Maybe I. I don't have a natural instinct to do like the best thing. No, and some no. people like like say my mum just yeah. knew
0: what to do, mm. and I just don't know what to do. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I have very good intentions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a weird thing, isn't it? The thing that I console myself with quite often is I wanna say twenty years ago, Super Nanny was all the rage. Mm. If you wanted to know what to do as a parent, you you'd watch Super Nanny mm. or you'd read one of her books. Yeah. Now mm. there are these I could name a handful of them, parenting experts on Instagram mm-hmm. that I treat like gurus, Yeah, everything they say, mm. almost, mm. is completely at odds with what Supernanny was doing in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> that, 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 that convinces me that in another 20 years, mm. whoever the parenting gurus are, mm. are going to completely trash the way we're doing it. Yeah. So I've got that. And I also here's here's the other thing. I just think about all the people I know. And I don't think the happiest, most functional of, of those there's necessarily a correlation with perfect parenting.
1: Okay,
0: yeah. I just think it's a it's a you know, it's um a crapshoot or something. Is that the right word?
1: I don't really know what crapshoot means. No, it's
0: not quite the right word. Mm-hmm. I, wanted, I wanted a more elegant way of saying, like, just look of the drawer. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a word that I'm scrambling for, but I can't quite get there with it. It's not a, it's not a highfalutin word either. <laughs> it's like a word that people would be screaming at. A basic word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. neither is concerned can say. No. Okay. Um, I think, I'm not saying that people don't have issues, but everyone has issues, right? Mm-hmm. Philip Larkin taught us that. No. Ah! Nobody had thought of that before him, if you put it in a natty poem. Um, Anyway, where are we up to here? Oh, yeah. As huge drifters, I don't think my husband and I necessarily make the most natural parents. He was born um, a few months before COVID, and my anxiety was already sky high before we got locked away from support. It's not been an easy three and a bit years, but his happy little face confirms to see that this is where I go. confirms to me that we uh, must be doing a reasonable job of it i think that's that's the you know that's the metric you've got to go on isn't it to feel safe feel happy then it's okay fed yeah clothes Yep. Yeah. and somebody said to me I don't, again i don't think this is the most uh, original thing but like what the the ways in which you think you might be effing them up Mm-hmm. It's not that, it's something else that you're not even aware of. Um, um, yeah, that's yeah. really funny and true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm rambling now, and I haven't even podicated this to anyone yet. I guess I want to podicate this to my husband for his constant support over the last few years, to parents everywhere who keep going every day despite wanting a break. You can, I sometimes think I could hand him in as a missing child. <laughs> Um, in disguise me not him Um, especially those who became parents in or shortly before the pandemic Uh, to anyone going through IVF it is a tough thing to do um, but will hopefully be worth it and finally to my son who I hope will continue to exhaust us for many years to come Well, that was lovely Katie thank you for that and if you would like a publication you can email us it is